Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Art of Unraveling podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about a recent trip that I took to Kauai. We taught a retreat there, Andrea Parks and I. We do yoga teacher trainings and teach some retreats together. And we taught a week-long retreat in Kauai. So that is the reason we went there. And then I decided to take an extra five days to just have a solo soul trip for myself. And it was absolutely incredible. So this isn't what I wanted to chat about today, but I do want to just bring this up because this kind of came up over the weekend when I was with Andrea and one of her friends. We were talking about Kauai and we were talking about that I had stayed longer. And this woman was so enthralled that I had done that by myself. And she just kept saying how inspiring that was and that I've inspired her to get up the nerve to take a trip, eat whether I think she was thinking more within the United States to do so by herself. And she'd always kind of wanted to do that, but just never really had the nerve to go and do it. And Andrea quickly explained that, well, you know, Aaron's traveled all over the world alone. And it sounds funny because it's like, oh, that's that's so sad. Why does Aaron travel alone, right? And it's not that I don't have a plethora of people to travel with. It's that it's very hard to coordinate trips with other people, is it not? During our Kauai retreat, we actually talked about how one of the women on the retreat, she her goal for this coming year is to do more international travel. And one thing that holds her back is that she always feels like she has to go with someone. And so if that's you, if you feel like you have to go with someone, she also talked about how it's so hard to, you know, get time with another person because she has a much more flexible schedule. She's not in a relationship. Her kids are grown. And so she literally can pick up and go. She's retired, I believe. And she can literally pick up and go at any time that she wants. And not a lot of people have the money, the time, the availability to be able to just drop everything and go travel to some exotic destination. And that was something that really came up for me years ago when I wanted to travel. I was living in Los Angeles. I was working at a restaurant and I had the time. I was able to take time off of work. I had the money because I was making good money working at that restaurant. I just didn't have people that could do it. People wanted to do it. They said, oh yeah, I would totally love to do that. But when push came to shove and I was actually like, yeah, I'm ready to do, to book this, then they backed out. So 
I decided I'm not waiting for people, that this was important to me. And I just started doing it. And I took my first solo trip, internationally speaking. I'm, I know I've taken several within the United States before that. But my first solo one, I think, was to Italy around 2010. I traveled to places alone, like for yoga retreats and for my yoga teacher training, but I was with groups. And so that doesn't count to me. It doesn't count as solo travel. However, as somebody that leads international retreats, I highly recommend that as an option, especially kind of like to get your feet wet. You know, start there if you're really nervous about going somewhere foreign by yourself start going with a group. So it's not for a year from now, but we do have Bali 2023 coming up in January 2023. So maybe that's something that you might be interested in. Let me know. But back to this this scenario of traveling alone and how much fear it might bring up for certain people. I went to Italy. I was by myself. That was my first trip. Obviously, I don't speak the language. I had a friend at the time that had been to to Italy, and she kind of gave me some pointers about where to go. Make sure you go to some of the smaller cities outside of, say, Rome and Florence, some of those bigger cities, because that's where the pace of life is a bit slower and it's a little bit easier to adapt into the language and the change. But it was just so exciting for me. And, you know, I didn't even have the whole trip planned. I didn't have where I was going to stay every single time. And that's just me. I know that's maybe edgier for a lot of people as well. I had my first few nights scheduled and booked, but I like to keep things open because especially when you travel alone, there's so much that happens. You know, you might meet someone And this happened to me in Costa Rica when I traveled there by myself. I ended up meeting a friend. She wasn't a friend at that point, but we ended up clicking and we were staying at the same place and met there. And she's like, hey, I'm going down here. Uh, I have a place there. Do you want to come with me and let's go travel to this area and that area? And it was places I hadn't really thought of. And so I was like, yeah, let's do this. And we got along super well, and it was a really nice experience. And so I think if you can be fluid in your plans, which I know pushes a lot of edges for people, but if you don't know me, I am all about pushing your edge, (laughs) getting uncomfortable, putting yourself in situations that aren't the norm. Just for a little quick lesson on psychology, and your brain, your subconscious loves to stay on autopilot. I was also explaining this to that woman that I met this weekend. And it loves to stay on autopilot. It loves everything being the same and similar. So I was telling her, you know, we live in Dubuque, Iowa. So when you're driving around Dubuque, like your brain doesn't really have to think about things. It doesn't have to It's not looking at all the new things or trying to read the signs to make sure you're going in the right direction or all of that. It's just, you just know. And so you're just kind of on autopilot. And not that that's a bad thing. We don't always want to be putting ourselves in new situations, 
but it can make your brain get kind of lazy in a way. And it can make it, it makes it hard to adapt to new things. You know, I think people that don't leave their comfort zone often are the ones that are like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? How do you travel alone? And it's because you get so comfortable in your routines and in your life and in driving from place to place in your in your hometown or whatever it is. And the thought of stepping outside of that, it seems so scary. Whereas if you challenge yourself and do that more, even challenging yourself to take different routes to work or different routes to your favorite coffee shop or, you know, just switching things up, moving the furniture around in your house so that your brain has to stop and think about where things are. It's so good for you. Learning a new skill like the piano or a foreign language or whatever the case may be. But back to travel, what I told her is it really makes you turn on your intuition and be super in the present moment, right? So it makes you kind of come alive because if the brain's on autopilot as it is when we're driving around our hometown, we're not like alive. We're not present. We're just kind of like in our head going through the motions And not that you can't be present in those moments, but you know what I'm trying to say here. And when we are in a new place, in a new situation, in a place maybe where people don't speak the language, it so forces you to be in the present moment. It forces you to really watch people because you're trying to pick up that subtle nonverbal communication. Now, I was in Kauai most recently, so that was not a foreign country. Obviously, people there, it's part of a, of the U.S., essentially. There's some questions to be made around that. That's a questionable thing. But obviously, there's lots of people that speak English there, and I wasn't in a foreign country. Let's put it that way. But I still, I remember when I was driving around there, I was so distracted because, first of all, it's just gorgeous. And second of all, I'm trying to like see, oh, is, you know, maybe I didn't have a plan. And so it's like, oh, is what restaurants are around here? I need to look and see what those are so I can maybe pull in and get a bite to eat. Or, you know, I was just, I was always kind of in my environment rather than just like knowing how everything was. Plus, you know, there's just lots to see and you're, you're distracted and you're kind of looking at everything For me, when I travel alone, it's super empowering. It's super empowering and it just helps you get confident in yourself and really helps you to just be in a place. When you're with someone else, of course, that's fun. That's amazing. But you have to sometimes compromise what you want to do with that person. You can't just kind of go with your own flow because that person is also trying to go with their own flow. And sometimes the flows need comp- need to compromise with each other. Just dealing with other people's energies and so on. You know, like some people like to get up really early and get going right away. And other people want to chill and relax till like noon. And then they want to maybe do something. And so it's just, it's it's harder to balance that sometimes. Whereas when you go alone, you just get to be in your own energy field and you are doing whatever you want on whatever whim you want to do it. Now, a lot of my other trips that I've taken and just to name off the top of my head, I know I've been to Italy alone, France, England, 
Indonesia, Bali, Thailand, Singapore, Vietnam, Costa Rica, Canada. I know I went to Canada alone. I'm just trying to think of the different places I've been. I've been a lot of different countries, but India, did I say India? India was the most challenging of all of them. That's maybe a story for another day, but I've been to a lot of different places and and a lot of different places in the United States, but I've been to a lot of countries alone. And so never, ever, ever let your goal of wanting to do more travel be stopped because you're waiting for people to link up with, to travel with. You meet so many incredible people when you travel. I meet so many people when I travel alone. Your intuition is really on point when you're traveling alone. So, you know, you might be like, oh, well, what if you meet somebody who tries to hurt you. I mean, people get all of these like stories stuck in their head about what could happen to you if you travel alone. And that, what my response to that is that stuff can happen right here at home. And it does every single day. Okay. So again, that's a stupid excuse. Sorry, not sorry to not go and do the thing that you want to do if it's traveling. So my trip to Kauai, those five days that I had by myself, in a little Airbnb, 10 steps from this little beach in Poipu, which is a really beautiful place in Kauai. That was a time that I wasn't out seeking to go do a bunch of stuff. I really felt the need to like be with myself, spend time alone and not do a lot. I had just taught a retreat. We got to see a lot on the retreat and it just felt very clear to me that I was just supposed to chill out. And that is what I did. I just spent every day on the beach. I brought my book and notebook down. I was doing a lot of deep processing of emotional stuff, mental stuff, energetic stuff. I was having my soul time and it was just so nourishing. It was so nourishing to sit on the beach sometimes with a cup of coffee, sometimes with some food. My my place was just a couple steps away. So I would go back and like eat some lunch and then go back to the beach. It was just the most relaxing, soul nourishing time. And I just so needed it for myself. So to wrap this up, I hadn't planned on doing a podcast on traveling solo, but because of this woman's reaction, my friend Andrea's friend, and her saying how inspired she was to go do this, I just thought I would share just about how empowering it is, in my opinion, to travel alone and start small, start, you know, somewhere close to home, go rent an Airbnb a few hours from where you live, you know, start with that or Take a trip somewhere that you want to go in the United States if you live in the United States or wherever you live. Start there and get comfortable with that. But it also requires a level of being comfortable with yourself, doesn't it? And I think this could be a reason why some people avoid wanting to travel alone. Or I met, I've met people that they don't even want to go to a movie alone or go to a restaurant alone. And for me, I love that, but I, I'm very, very, very comfortable 
with myself and my, I can, I always say I can have fun anywhere. I can entertain myself anywhere. Like I'm not somebody that needs a lot of stimulation in the environment around me. I don't need to be talking all the time. I truly love my own company and I love the company of other people as well. But getting back to that point that I think that's a main reason why people get scared to travel alone. They're scared because they hear stories about things that could happen to you if you go to certain places. And you know what? Again, that happens anywhere. So let's let's debunk that myth. Also, like if you check out different our government sites for different countries, often that can be very daunting and can give you a lot of misleading information. Like, don't go to this country because it has all of these diseases or like India, for example, or don't go to this country because there's, it's not safe. There's, you know, unrest or whatever. And it's like, you got to look out for that kind of stuff, but don't stop having magical experiences because of all of that. Like I've gone to India, which alone, which I would not necessarily recommend. That is not a first time experience. But I was completely fine because I'm very smart when I have street smarts and I have intuition and I know how to use it. And I'm not afraid to tell somebody to get away from me or anything like that, you know? So that's what I mean by it's empowering. It's like it puts you in a place of being really present, really in your power, having to set boundaries sometimes with people or ask someone to leave And it really kicks out this nice girl BS that we sometimes get stuck in or nice, good boy, good girl. So I want you to try that experience for yourself. And, you know, if a lot of fear comes up with it, if you are somebody that doesn't like to spend a lot of time alone, then that's something to look at. Why don't you enjoy your own company? Why are you afraid to be by yourself for certain amounts of time? What are you scared of might happen if you do? And a lot of times, too, we're scared of, you know, what we're going to think about, what old emotions or old junk from our past is going to come to the surface. And so we're avoiding, in a subtle way, spending time alone with ourselves because of that. And that's something I recommend looking at because. Otherwise, we're just living in a state of being addicted to being busy or being around people to keep us distracted. And that's not healthy for anyone. So, you know, start small. Start with a weekend away or a night away by yourself somewhere and work yourself up. Come to a retreat. That's a great way to start as well. That's how I started. I started traveling internationally with a friend. And then I went on a couple of group retreats. And then I was ready to branch off and I did Europe first. I started with Europe because I know it's easier to navigate than some of the other countries like in Asia and so on. So that's my advice. But I hope this inspires you to try something new in the new year. Try something new. Go on a trip alone Uh, especially if it scares you or makes you feel uncomfortable, push that edge. Go explore what you're made of when you're not in your environment that you're always in. Go check it out. Try something new. Let me know how it goes. 
And if you want any support from me or my team in the new year or now, we have my Empowered Empath program. It's an amazing program that will completely shift you in so many amazing ways. We push edges in there. We do healing work. We heal the inner child. We do shadow work. We do embodiment practices, breath work to help you release stored emotions and trauma and all kinds of things that are keeping you kind of stuck. So if you're just ready, and even if talking about all of that makes you feel uncomfortable, reach out to me, Erin, E-R-I-N at purelightwellness.com. You can check out my website at purelightwellness.com or message me on Instagram or Facebook at purelightwellness. I'd love to support you in really shifting what's no longer useful for you and helping you step into a whole new embodied, present, fully expressed, able to feel pleasure in all areas of your life, you for the new year. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.